Hey guys, and welcome back to the Pint, Pipe, and Cross podcast. This is Robert. Hi, uh, my name is Joe. So Joe is one of my buddies. He's in town for spring break right now, so I thought we'd record a special episode for him. So Joe, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, thanks so much, Robert. Um, so uh, yeah, Robert and I led a small group over the last year, and as hard as it was to say goodbye to the small group and uh, move away, I'm currently uh, studying occupational therapy right now. And so you're going to be Dr. Joe. Yeah, yeah, it is a doctoral program. I'm, I'm excited to uh, assure people not to worry and tell them I'm, I'm a doctor. Yeah, yeah, soon to be doctor. Yeah, not, yeah. Uh, not that kind of doctor. I'm not a physician, but... Uh, but he's a doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he, I'm going to get a doctorate in mathematics just so that I can mess with people. I love it. I love it. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> Shout out to uh, our live studio audience today. We are uh, in uh, beautiful Westfield, Indiana. Uh, within Westfield, we are in a beautiful townhome. Uh, condo. Condo. I don't know if there's a difference between a townhome and a condo, no. but my landlord calls it a condo. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, so my roommate is in the background right now uh, painting our wall, and he's got like this super loud laugh. So if Joe and I do our job right, you'll probably hear him. Hey, Jim. Hi. Okay. So uh, anyway, so you're, you're in a program with like – 53 women and like two guys what, what is it it's uh well closer so we have 19 people in our program and there are like three or four guys in in the program as a whole um it's uh it's interesting it's a it's an interesting it's a it's an interesting uh situation but i'm learning a lot uh you know and uh each and every day waking up and and choosing joy right yeah speaking of choosing joy Segway. Seg- <laughs> what what is choosing joy, you ask? Yeah, what is choosing Sorry. <laughs> I'm not warmed up yet. No, well, that's, today we're going to talk about choosing joy. Uh, Joe. I'm glad that I got to warm up a little bit, though, because um, uh, Robert's girlfriend actually called right before this phone call and asked. Uh, she said that she wanted to talk to me. Uh, she she called Robert's phone and asked to speak to me. I thought that was neat. Yeah, it's really sad. Usually when she calls me, she says, Robert, who else is in the room? <laughs> and then if there's anybody else there, I have to hand the phone off. And if there's nobody else there, she goes, fine. How was your day? I love it. She's mean. <laughs> um. You know, really quick too, for those who don't know what occupational therapy is, um, we don't, uh, we're, 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 a lot of people will think of us as like a career counselors or we help people find jobs. Um, so it's a bit different. I uh, just think of occupation defined as a meaningful activity, task, or role. Uh, it could be. So, so like anything you would occupy your time with. You can think about that. Anything. And, and the key word is meaningful though. Anything that means something to the person, um, if I were to have a patient with arthritis uh, and you know their their uh, senior living community, and they just wanted to, like you know, put together puzzles, uh, I would work on fine motor skills in order to help them do that, um, and that would be their activity that they'd wanted to do. Their task in that case would be, uh, would be uh, you know, picking up a puzzle piece, and, and and the role in that situation is that they are an elderly person. They might be a grandma. They might. They might do that with their friends. Uh, as a friend, that's their role. Um, mm-hmm. 
So really like just a support, uh, like you act as a support for people who are having trouble living a, like what they find to be a fulfilling life. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's great. And before we move on to living joy, uh, like why occupational therapy? Why did you go into that master's yeah. and doctorate yeah. program? Um, it's interesting because uh, I found myself uh, at the end of college wondering like, hey, uh, God, what do you want me to do? Like, God, what, what do you want me to do? Um, and I knew I was interested in applying for physical therapy school and also uh, occupational therapy school. And um, I, uh, I asked God and I wouldn't say I got like a direct response like, hey, you should do this. No, no big booming voice telling you, Joseph. I have a technical dream code for you. Become an occupational therapist. Well, and and funny though, because that senior year I applied for physical therapy, um, and I didn't get in. I didn't get into my program, uh, any of the programs actually, um, and uh, and I, I thought, okay, so maybe God, that isn't your plan for me to be a physical therapist. Um, then out of nowhere, I got a. Uh, I got an email from my counselor telling me about a position opening up as a health educator for WebMD. Before I knew it, I was a health coach. So, uh, <laughs> so as a WebMD health coach, what do you just tell people? Like, you might have cancer. <laughs> I, I said I stubbed my toe. It could be cancer. <laughs> my, uh, my favorite quote, somebody on the phone uh, uh, actually stopped, uh, stopped one of my coworkers in mid-sentence and said, I heard that WebMD didn't go to med school. <laughs> <laughs> WebMD is a website. That's, that, that is an accurate statement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it didn't. Um, but yeah, so then, uh, so I'm so I'm coaching. I'm coaching for WebMD. I'm enjoying myself. It's awesome. Um, and then I'm doing observation hours, trying to build up hours. I'm working as a rehab aide too, as well, part time, because I thought I was going to apply for physical therapy school again. Um, I spent more time with the occupational therapist there as a rehab aide. And I just saw they were having more fun um, when the and, and it's nothing against physical therapy at all. But when when the, the PTs were focusing on um, getting the patient after any surgery to walk again, uh, the OTs were more concerned with uh, teaching them how to tie their shoes. Mm -hmm. um, and that was what I wanted to do. That's what I retook some classes and I continued to pursue OT school. Um, I almost got into no programs there too, and I, <laughs> I got a phone call from the one school that I had a com that after getting uh, getting told no from every other school, I get a phone call from the one school that I submitted a half application from, <laughs> and guys like yo uh, homeboy like we want to offer you an interview but you you haven't finished <laughs> your application. <laughs> And I'm just like, oh gosh, like I, I thought I was going to be a health coach the rest of my life. I didn't know <laughs> I was going to have this opportunity to go back to school. It was, it was huge for me. So, sometimes to get you where you want, God closes a lot of doors. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, and now I'm at school. Um, I, I get the opportunity to choose joy every day um, in everything that I learn. I'm passionate about it because of the route that it took me to get there. If I got into school right away after after college, I would be I'd be arrogant. Um, I would say that I was entitled to be there, but mm -hmm. I was brought down to the point of um, of of being of, of just complete rejection, uh, and that's why you know each day when I wake up, I take pleasure in everything I learn. Um, 
and uh, it makes it easier for me to choose joy. Uh, I feel uh, I feel at a slight advantage as com- to comparison to my classmates who just left college and uh, are right back in graduate school. Uh, they're tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't have that you know break in between. Didn't have and you know I think something too. Um, just that period of growth and, you know, like I, you know, I saw this in you during, uh, our year leading the small group together, um, you know, kind of getting out of like, you know, a party lifestyle, a college lifestyle, growing in responsibility, uh, growing in intentionality too. I think, I mean, like you're, you've always been since I've known you, uh, an intentional guy, but, um, kind of figuring out like what you want to orient yourself towards you know like figuring out what your priorities really were um so yeah and it's it's hard sometimes when you know figuring out your priorities because we always ask the question like well god what do you want me to do like people forget god gave us free will so much free will that we have the ability to turn around and tell him no and reject him our his own creation is able to do that i mean he could have very easily created us to the point where he presses a button and we say, I love you. Um, but he didn't yeah. want that. Yeah. And, you know, how much is that really even love? Um, right. You know, there, there has to be an element of choice within that uh, if you're genuinely going to call it love. Uh, you know, just think about all the fairy tales where, you know, a guy or a girl gives somebody else a, uh, like a love potion or something like that. And that always blows up in their face. <laughs> it's not cool. Um, it's not cool. Something, something too that I think is pretty cool in terms of free will, freedom. Um, like think about how much you know. I, you know, I think about you know like fatherhood, and you know how much prouder you are with your kids, uh, or you know myself. My experience with that is more with my students. But, you know, the same sort of thing, you know, I I get it to some degree with my nieces and nephews, but when you can kind of teach somebody and then watch them make good decisions and like do really cool things on their own, um, you know, helping kids write papers and, you know, when they get a really good idea and they get really passionate about it and you give them a little direction here and there to help them improve it. But like, no, like this is their product and they're doing like good work. Mm -hmm. On their own yeah and that's the kind of love that we give God mm-hmm. that's beautiful and I it's fu- it's funny I was talking to um, a group of friends about this earlier and I, we were asked a question like how do we see our, our like our relationship with God like how would you just define it um, and I could only think of like a like five six-year-old kid like turning back like like on a soccer field like saying like dad did you see that did you see what i just did yeah did you see and and with everything that i do i'm constantly like dad did did, did you see it like god the father like are you proud of me and and just to know that he is um in everything it's 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 beautiful Mm -hmm. Um, yeah and that's kind of you know that product of uh when you start orienting yourself really towards god's will uh to say like lord i want to do your will but then at the same time, uh, having that confidence to be able to say, and I know I can, you know, operate and I can trust myself and I can trust the formation that you've already given me, like you've shaped me, 
you know, as like a soccer player will say, like, you know, like your dad helped you become a better soccer player. So you want to show him that like the training took. Yeah. Um, a really good point too, is that God will never ask you. You don't have to worry about what his will is because he will never ask you to do something that he hasn't given you the tools to do in some Mm -hmm. way, shape or form. Um, and I, I even want to take a step back too and kind of uh, quote the, a talk by Father Mike Schmitz, um, where he says, uh, he says, uh, "How do I know that I'm doing God's will? Um, how do I know?" And simple enough, he sums up three three steps. Um, one, are you in the state of grace? Yeah. So you know, are you like, have, are you in mortal sin or not? Mm-hmm. Like that's what you mean by state of grace. Yep. So. Uh, if you're not in mortal sin, if you know you've been to confession, if you're going to mass, if you're mm-hmm. praying every day, all of those things, then then you're good. Um, if you're in the state of mortal sin, go to confession, um, and and, uh, and 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 be forgiven as well. Uh, it's it's so it's so easy to be forgiven and it's so beautiful. Um, yeah, we should have you back sometime to talk about confession because like that summer the, the so last summer we started. Oh man, we should have introduced this as the Sons of Thunder. So this summer we put on a retreat together for some high school kids <laughs> from like an hour away parish from where we live, and it in was the middle awesome, of nowhere, it middle was of nowhere, middle of nowhere, cornfields everywhere. Um, it was awesome. Like yeah. we did a great retreat. We decided we we're going to call our ministry the Sons of Thunder yeah. Ministry. Um, and which that is Scott, from the Bible. Yeah, Scott <laughs> Scott Valentine. If you by any chance listen to this, that was originally me and Scott's name, the Sons of Thunder. They were like, "Hey, we're gonna do like a priest ministry." But then I left seminary, so I'm not gonna be a priest. So like, you left so, seminary. Sorry, Scott. And you took your ideas with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so only half of that is of my genesis, Scott. If you want to make a competing Sons of Thunder ministry. Go for it, man. We'll see who wins. Well, you Get know what? My, uh, my, my girlfriend's father is a copyright attorney. So uh, oh. can, consider, consider the Sons of Thunder already taken. Nice. Uh. Okay, sweet. <laughs> Got it in the bag. Scott I, Scott, I haven't met you, but you, you can have Sons of Thunder if, if you really— No, you really, can't, Scott. We'll, we'll talk about it later, Scott. Okay. Um, okay, so step one, are you in the state of grace? Go to confession, be healed. It is beautiful. Number two— um, are you doing your daily duties more than your, not, <laughs> not there's, there's a poop joke in there. <laughs> there is. Um, we'll just, I wish that you could just see our eye contact that we experienced, but it was, it was, it was great. So if you guys have played the game of things, it's this game where somebody would say like things not to do, 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 uh, like things not to say to your teacher. And whenever I play with Joe, if somebody writes something about poop, I know it's him. It's it's just such a bummer because like I'm I'm immediately always called out like he knows it was me. So I have to start uh, trying different things. Yeah, yeah, he's got to try to be sneakier. <laughs> anyway, right. your daily duties. Uh, what what does that mean though? In, in all serious, <laughs> in all in all in all in all seriousness though, and part of that could be like okay, so your daily duty is that like you need to take care of yourself each day. Uh, okay, so so uh, you know. Uh, hi, hygiene use the restroom on a very basic level uh also if you're a student like you need to go to class that that's that's your daily duty um if your mom asked you to clean the dishes you should should do that as uh, you know as 
as a uh, as as a, a son or a daughter. Um, can you think of any other daily yeah. duties? Yeah. So uh, you know, at work, look at your job description. Are you fulfilling what you're getting paid for? If you're not, well, then you're basically stealing money because uh, you're being paid to do that stuff. Uh, you know, are you? Um, you know, as a you know father, are you disciplining your children appropriately? Are you like helping to cook dinner and clean the house? Um, are you mowing your lawn? Do you take care of you know your car? Like pretty much anything that you need to do just to operate in the world and to operate within uh, relationships and responsibilities that you have. Like all of these are your daily duties. Yeah, even just being a friend. Yeah, that's your daily duty. Yeah, like if you if you have a friendship, do you occasionally call your friends and say, "Hey, let's go get a beer and catch up"? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless you're on Exodus, then drink. Or under twenty one. Or, or under twenty one. Or yeah. under twenty one. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> I like having the live studio audience. It's wonderful. Um, okay, so number one was. <laughs> number one was. Oh yeah. Uh, number one, are you in a state of grace? Number two, are you fulfilling all of your daily duties? Wonderful. And the last um, of the three things that you should be doing in order to make sure that you are always doing God's will, you don't have to second guess it. Um, you don't have to second guess yourself, and, and mostly there's no need for anxiety. You never have to worry. Um, is uh, is are you praying every day? Are you giving yourself time in silence to listen to God if he is going to explicitly tell you something? Um, it's, uh, you know, if, if, if you're not doing that, then then who's to say you're doing God's will? You're not listening yeah. to him. That's, um, and you know, you'll, you'll learn to hear God's voice in places outside of your daily prayer even mm-hmm. if you learn to hear his voice in your daily prayer. The, the analogy I use a lot with my students is, Um, You know, before any of you had me in class, before you had a relationship with me, if you're walking down the hallway in a group and I yelled out something to you and you didn't see who was yelling, you wouldn't recognize my voice. You wouldn't know that it was Mr. Story who had said X, Y, or Z. Um, But after you've had me in class, you come to know me to develop my relationship. You learn to like recognize my voice just like a sheep recognizes the voice of his shepherd. And then if you're out in the hallway in the middle of a crowd and I say like, hey, get back here. You'll know it's up. You'll turn around and you're like, oh, shoot, that's Mr. Story. I'm in trouble. Because <laughs> uh, that's pretty much the only time I talk to kids when I like am getting them in trouble. That's, yeah. That's my favorite. Uh, are, are, were, didn't you coach wrestling at one point? Yeah, I did. I used to coach wrestling. Really? Um, and it's funny because I'm actually not that loud. So like... I would feel like I was talking very loud, but instead of like yelling at people, I do like the intense talking. Um, <laughs> and so like I would yell, like, you know, quote unquote, yell at my wrestlers and they'd just be like, Mr. Story, like we, your coach story, like we can't understand what you're saying. You're not talking loud enough for a wrestling. You're like, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> um, but, uh, but anyway, so, you know, within our daily prayer, we start to recognize God's voice and then over time, we'll start to actually hear his voice more through our priests. We'll hear his voice more through uh, the scriptures, you know, when we hear it at mass, when we just like encounter it, like, you know, I don't know, wherever we happen to see scripture, we'll start to recognize his voice in our friends and in our family. And when God speaks through others, we'll be able to hear it. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, but yeah, you know, if you're doing those three things, what are those three things again? <laughs> we really want to get this out there. Three things, three things, and you won't have to worry. Are you in the state of grace? Are you doing your daily duties? And are you praying every day? Yeah. Robert, is there like a number of minutes? How many, how many minutes should the person pray every day? So I, th- I think a good place to start uh, would be 10 to 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like anybody can set aside 10 to 15 minutes for prayer. And I'd recommend praying with scripture. If that's, if you're only taking 10 to 15 minutes, let's prioritize scripture. Uh, that should be some scripture should be a part of everybody's prayer life. Um, but yeah, just, you know, meditate on scripture. If you don't know how to do that, we'll probably do a podcast on it at some point, but just type up or like look up, uh, how to do Lexio Divina. So that's L-E-C-T-I-O-D-I-V-I-N-A, Lexio Divina. Um, and you'll, you'll be able to find guys. I don't know why I said it that way. I don't, I, like spelling bee all over again. Pipe <laughs> across spelling bee. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a terrible life. Biases wrong today. Like if you have multiple biases. Yeah. Like biases. Um, I spelled that wrong today with my students. It's like a six letter word. So if you have many of a, many a bias, many a bias, many a bias, I spelled that wrong. Oh, I mean, I don't, anyway. I don't have to say those things out loud often at all or spell them in front of people uh, yeah. without spell check. You, you get, so. you get the nerves when you're up in front of kids and you're really? like writing on the whiteboard. Oh man. Well, and, uh, and, and high school's hard though too for them. Uh, I want to talk a moment about this, 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 I was uh, helping volunteer at, uh, a retreat called destination Jesus. Um, here in, in the area, and I sat down the last day of a beautiful week, and I sat down next to um, next to this young girl, and, and I thought to myself, I I want to uh, be a great example of just a young adult, and uh, and get to know this get to get to know this young this young woman for the the uh, the five minutes or so before mass, and um, uh, you know I, I I asked her how she was, what she was doing uh, in life, uh, and this poor girl had applied to 10 colleges and then responded to me, um, I just don't know which college God wants me to go to. Yeah. I Yeah, I hear stuff like that all the time. Right. Um, and, and, and so, you know, the big thing, like when, sometimes when we're making decisions, we're deciding between a good thing and an evil thing. Like, um, you know, I could uh, sit down and, you know, like read a book or I could murder somebody. Okay, well in that case, it's a pretty clear choice of what God wants you to do. He wants you to read a book. But most of the decisions, like the really hard decisions, are actually decisions between two or more good things. Yeah, yeah. And those can be the hard ones. Well, so I like this idea of decision decision making. Maybe we can, um, uh, with with the listeners, kind of, uh, you know, step-by-step decision making. You've got a decision. Number one, is it a sin or is it not a sin? Yeah, yeah. So sin or not a sin. Uh, step two, um, let's go back to the Father Mike Schmitz thing. Okay. Uh, like, 
Are you in a state of grace? Yeah. Are you fulfilling your daily duties? Yeah. And are you praying every day? And so daily duties. So we've duties, got that covered. Yeah, daily duties in terms of like this young girl who was uh, applying to colleges. I asked her like, hey, have you talked to your mom? Have you talked to your dad? Uh, where do they think you should go? What What are your thoughts? So, uh, you know, none of these decisions should be left on your own. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, you know, that's another good place to look is, you know, maybe this would be like number three would be. Uh, seek the counsel of people who are wiser than you. And this might be your friends, this might be your parents, these, mm-hmm. this might be your teachers, this might be uh, co-workers. Like, it could be a yeah. lot of different people. I love how you said wiser than you because um, yeah. if, you know, if, if, if you have a hard time um, calling somebody who you may consider an equal wiser than you, we should do a podcast on humility. Yeah. Uh, talk about that because there are a lot of people in this world who are a lot more wise than, than I am. And if we don't recognize it, then like we're not we're not given. Yeah. I don't, we're just not doing and, it right. And you know, wisdom takes many forms too. So like you know, Joe and I talk a lot about you know our different discernment and our different decisions that we're making. Um, and even though like you know, if you looked at us, you might say like, oh well, like neither of you are like that much like wiser overall than each other. Like we think about things in different ways. Mm-hmm. So like we each have our own wisdom that we can bring to the table. Um, so yeah, so, so get counsel. Yeah. That's a good idea. Counsel. Um, so sin or not a sin at, at that point, like, so then sin, sin, not a sin, uh, are you in the state of grace? And then, um, and then through your daily duties, you're kind of, uh, um, receiving counsel. I mean, at that point in time, like I, I think that it doesn't matter. Like yeah, how well, could how could I, it not be God's will if you're doing all of those things? I, I wouldn't necessarily say like it doesn't matter, but like you shouldn't be stressed out about it. Like if you're yeah. if you're at that point and you're choosing between two good things, mm-hmm. um yeah, I mean like either way you choose, there will be struggles and there will be good outcomes. Yeah. So you just make the best decision you can. And I mean, and you can use like practical tools, like a pro con list or something like that. Like sometimes that's helpful. A lot of the time you end up just laying out the pro con list and it looks the same on both sides. So a lot of the time it isn't even that helpful. Um, But uh, man, there was one other thing I was going to say. You were talking about... um about uh seeking yeah, it out was, counsel. Right? It was it was only like a kind it was it was an another point beyond just like counsel. I don't remember what it was. But anyway, like yeah, you can you can just pick something and like you'll be okay. Oh, uh joy and peace. Yeah. So uh one one of my buddies, uh he he is one of the administrators at my school. Um when it, you know, whenever I talk to him about decisions and stuff, like he, like he, he just he'll just be like, "Yeah, I'll pray for joy and peace for you." Like that's what you're supposed to pray for, right? Joy and peace. I'm like, "Yeah, Andy, joy and peace." Uh, <laughs> Andy's a baller. Uh, he's he's the guy who I run Tough Mutters with. Oh, cool. Um, cool. But uh, anyway, Robert runs Tough Mutters. Uh, yeah. If if you didn't know that, I run Tough Mutters sometimes, and I don't know why, because I hate running. <laughs> And it, like I'm always miserable during it, I think but then I get done. I'm like, yeah, I could do another one. It's like running, but they give you like weird tasks to do. Yeah, there's obstacles do, in it. Do burpees. You get and electrocuted. Here, eat no, this gross pie race. and like and, nope, and those eat, aren't real eat things. Twinkies. Nope, and, that's not. And now the, uh, run around and, and play duck duck goose. Is that that's what a tough mutter is, right? Yep, that's exactly what a tough mutter is. Joseph. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, but and this goes back a lot to the Ignatian discernment of spirits. Um, which, um, 
Oh man, what's his first name? Something O'Gallagher. Uh, he's Tim O'Gallagher. Tim Gallagher. Tim. Tim Timothy O'Gallagher or Gallagher. I think it's just Gallagher. Just Gallagher. But anyway, he's he's a Jesuit priest. He wrote a bunch of books about Ignatian discernment. Really good books. Um, but uh, so if I could just like kind of like boil that down as much as possible, something to look something to look for is just like oh my bookshelf probably has them. Um, <laughs> which bookshelf? Uh, I ha I have three bookshelves and I Gallagher. still don't have all of my I bookshelves. I, I Tim at, Gallagher. I use the Google. Father Tim it's Gallagher. Tim Gallagher. Uh, one of them is an editor from the UK, and then the second one is a Roman Catholic priest. Yeah, it would be the second one. Okay, gotcha. So, um, anyway, <laughs> uh, shoot, what was I saying? Oh, right. Um, so sometimes God talks to us through our emotions, um, and so. You know, if you if you were thinking about a decision, and one of the like on one side you just like feel kind of like joy and peace, and on the other side you feel a lot of anxiety, this is probably God talking to you about like saying like I want you to do this one that leaves you with joy and peace, and sometimes on the flip side, the decision that you should choose leaves you with a lot of anxiety because you're just afraid, and that sometimes is Satan leading you away. But when that's the case you'll just feel kind of unrest at staying where you are. So do you feel like unrest for one decision and anxiety for the other one? Well, the anxious one might be right. Mm -hmm. Do you feel anxiety about one and like joy and peace about the other one? Well, the joy and peace one is probably right. This isn't like by any means foolproof, but again, like if you're trying to do God's will, he's going to make sure that you get there in the long run. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, he will, uh, He'll close all doors and then you'll get, uh, he'll close all doors. You'll get uh, told that you have to retake some extra classes before going to graduate school. Then you're, uh, then you get a phone call from the school that you didn't finish an application at. Some of us are more thick headed than others. You know? <laughs> um, and then, you know, like for, for high schoolers, something they ask me a lot is like, Mr. Story, what should, what should I major in in college? What career should I choose? And the, the two things that I would say to that, that, you know, I think this is just good prudential advice two things you want to look at is what do you have a capacity for and what do you have a desire for? God created you with certain talents uh, and God created you with certain desires. And both of those together point to what he ultimately wants us to do. So like I find um, astrophysics like really fascinating, but I don't have a desire really. Like I don't get excited about working in the field of physics. Yeah. Um, even though like I'm pretty good at math. So like, you know, I've got like kind of some of it, but not the whole thing. But then when I think about teaching, like I love learning, I love, uh, you know, teaching other people things. And I think I'm pretty good at it. Like I've got a knack for explaining complex things and I'm pretty good at creating imagery. Um, you know, Joe likes people. I do like people. And Joe, <laughs> <laughs> he just winked at Jim. I'm not yeah. sure what that meant. It was a beautiful moment. Was, uh, I, I, I like people. I, I like to wink at people. Um, I like when people wink back at me. <laughs> Good. Now Robert winked okay. at me too. Okay. So, so uh, uh, We're all winking at each other here. Anyway. Uh, uh, Joe's good at stuff and he likes stuff. So he be, is going to be an OT. Yeah, you know, and it gets to the point too where 
we are even like taking a step into so many different situational um you know uh, situational experiences of am i doing god's will uh back to this young girl who was sitting next to me before mass after i asked her hey uh did you did you talk to your mom so so went over the three things with her are, are you know have you gone to confession over the course of that weekend multiple opportunities for that um, number number two, um, are are you doing your daily duties? She talked to her mom. You know she's doing everything's going well for her. Uh, and then uh, is she praying every day? Yeah, she answered yes to all of those. I asked her which one of those colleges do you want to go to? Freedom. God gave us free will. Yeah, and He expects us to use it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, if you're if you're getting like overly stressed about decisions, stop being a little baby face and just choose something yeah I, but sometimes i've i i've been called insensitive i, I have a, a heads or tails app on my uh on my phone <laughs> uh it if if i'm at a grocery store and there's a couple options uh is it sinful no uh okay uh, which one is uh cheaper so a lot of times that's yeah. like that's yeah, my that's, next two yep uh, if it's about the same i'll flip out the, the heads or tails coin uh, you know nobody really has to know and just do it doesn't it. really matter yeah it doesn't yeah. really matter but yeah, I, I just don't. If if you get anything from this, is just that um, God gave you individually the tools to do His will, and anxiety and stress and worry don't need to be a part. Um, don't need to excessively be a part yeah. of of it. And of course, uh, God God's uh, permissive will or just will might allow it at the moment to grow from um there was anxiety there was um there was stress there was uh just all ty- uh, lots of negative feelings and 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 in my story where you know i had to deal with rejection um but i am the person that i am today because of all that would not take it back for the world you know what we never really talked about choosing joy <laughs> like we never actually said anything about that do we want to say anything? I mean, it's five twenty-eight right now. And it's five twenty-eight. I uh, am meeting up with my beautiful girlfriend. Yeah, uh, what's what's her name? Give her a little shout out, man. A little shout out to uh, to Becky. Do you say last names on these things, or like? If you want, I'm just gonna to say, say Becky with with the good hair. Becky with the good hair. Yeah, you know who you are. Oh, is that is that a reference? I'm so old, but. Uh, People, people keep saying that about uh, about every time I introduce uh, somebody or I talked about Becky. They they say the one with the good hair. Uh, really? I just, yeah, I just googled it. What does it say? A lot of things about uh, Beyonce. Does she have a song, Becky with the good hair? Seems like a weird thing for Beyonce to sing about. Yeah, I know. Um, goodness, they make it so difficult to learn about things i don't care about <laughs> oh, no. the internet man right right well yeah so so hanging out with her and gonna eat pizza with her sister cool. and her if you guys if you guys know what becky with the good hair is from uh send us an email at pint pipe and cross podcast at gmail.com absolutely um thank you for having me robert yeah, i really appreciate Joe, it it's been a pleasure we'll have you back sometime soon talk about choosing joy mm-hmm. um the the you know quick and short of it is hey choose to be joyful and when you choose to be joyful don't like go bragging about how joyful you are 
you know, even though your life is terrible, like, oh my gosh, my car didn't start this morning. And but I'm choosing I, joy. But, like, but I'm choosing joy. Like, yeah. okay, get over yourself, you little jerk. Uh, also, don't like say like, yeah, I'm choosing joy right now when your face is super sad. Um, if you're going to choose joy, choose joy, all right? Also, like, don't uh, don't ever, ever tell somebody like uh, who's, who's, who's currently uh, – sharing with you their yeah. feelings like hey, you know why don't you just go choose joy uh and we'll yeah. talk later you know you know you're really kind of bumming me out if you could just choose some joy right now like okay try suffering with somebody for a moment here like come on man like not everybody has to be joyful all the time and if you feel like man i want to choose joy but this is just really hard and this really hurts like that's really okay you know like no critique here actually like sometimes things are just really hard and you're going to struggle to choose joy and then just pray for that. You, you know, know ad- admit that life sucks right now. This has been a good teaser about choosing joy. Maybe, maybe I'll come back and talk about it, or, or maybe, maybe Robert and James will have this discussion too. Yeah. Um, it, uh, you know, if if you feel like you really want to hear this, go ahead and uh, shoot them an email and yeah. even a also, situational thing. Like, how do I choose joy in this? Yeah, yeah. Give us a five star on iTunes while you're at it, and leave a comment there saying how baller this podcast is. Um, I'm out. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, this has been uh, the Sons of Thunder on the Pint, Pipe, and Cross podcast. God bless you. Peace.